This is an AMI podcast. This is an AMI podcast. Being blind, I've been on some interesting dates, but you don't have to have a disability for dating to be a challenge. He whispers in my ear, two more hours of this, when I was like, I need to go to the bathroom. <laughs> Join me, Fern Lullum, as I delve into the psychology of dating and relationships from first-hand experience to expert advice. Taking away the pressure of the first date, find an interest that you both like. Into You, new episodes every first Thursday of the month. Download this AMI podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. This is Double Tap Canada. Welcome to Double Tap Canada, the show where blind people talk tech. Have your say. Call or text us at 844-971-1999. That's 844-971-1999. Tweet at Double Tap Canada. Find us on Facebook. Just search for Double Tap Canada. Now here's your favorite double tappers. Hello, ho, ho, ho. It is the <laughs> festive edition. Happy holidays to Marco Flalo and Sean Priest. Hello, guys. Merry Christmas, Hannah Kwanzaa. Oh, that was nice. <laughs> that covers it. I can't say that. <laughs> Happy holidays. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, here we go. It's Stephen Scott back with you again, along with the guys this week. And uh, you know what? We're kind of chilling out this week because uh, we're going to be looking at the year that's gone by. And we're going to avoid the C word the whole way through. Uh, which you'll be pleased about, because that would be the appropriate thing to do. Uh, I am, of course, referring to coronavirus. There I oh, said. there he goes. Oh, ruined it. Forget about okay, it. Okay, I want to mention the P word then. Pandemic. Um, okay. Aww. Sorry. Stephen. <laughs> anyway. We-, we said before the show started that you weren't going to... I know. <sighs> Spoiled it for everyone. I'm sorry. It's another resolution broken. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, look, we're going to talk this week about the year that's gone by in tech, and I'm going to shock you with my uh, favorite piece of tech. And you guys have got to try and work it out. I might just keep it till the end of the show rather than telling you now. Um, because I know, and I, know, <laughs> I know you think it's an Apple product. I can tell you it's, it it's not be. an Apple product. <gasps> no. I mean, is it an accessible product? It's uh, maybe like a specialist product, a specialized product. It could be. I'm not saying. Okay. Okay. That's that's for you to decide. When we get to that segment, you can come up with your answers. All right. So write them down. I'm I'm trying to get hints. Trying to get hints throughout the show. I know. I know. It's the the yes no game. Twenty questions. Yeah, that's right. Um, anyway, we're going to get into that, so uh, but we'll get to that later. I want to talk, though, about the, the kind of big tech stories of the year. There was a lot to digest this year, let's be honest. It's been it's been a wacky year, I mean, from the beginning. I mean, when I think back to the start of this year, um, I mean, you know, Mark, you had your own problems at the start of the year because, you know, we tried to, to get together in Las Vegas for <laughs> CES uh, <laughs> all Vegas. those months ago. And, uh, yeah, unfortunately, you came down with um, some man flu. Um, didn't want to, yeah, d- didn't want to go to Vegas. Yeah, the C word or the P word. Yeah, well, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Patient zero. Yeah. <laughs> You're the guy. Right there. I don't know if I was patient zero, but I think that uh, blood tests might prove otherwise. Yeah. I, I, well, I was, we were very worried about you because you were, you, were, you were ill. You were but you, but you had fun in Vegas. You, you, I mean, I don't think – we've done now two TV shows about it. Yeah. We did our, our special – from Vegas, and we've done a, uh, you know, not even a, well, where are they now, but a things that didn't make the first floor, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm uh, first show, what, you know, how many other 
you know, vendors or companies do you think you've visited that we haven't even talked about yet? Oh, I mean, uh, there was so much. I mean, a lot of things never got to air. A lot of things that we never got to film because we just didn't have time because somebody was being ill at home and couldn't come to Vegas. Um, Selfish. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, <laughs> but yeah, it was it was a really, um, it was an amazing event. I mean, I, I sweated in places I never knew it was possible to sweat in air-conditioned rooms. Oh, um, Terrible, please. But, you know, it was, it, no, I loved it. It was absolutely insane. And, you know, it's interesting because a blind guy going to something like that, you, you, you're you completely overwhelmed anyway by the amount of people and the amount of things that are there. Uh, but, you know, just the sheer scale. I mean, I talked about this a lot after I came back. I don't think I shut up about it for about two months, where it was just like, you know, everything was just so big. You know, the car, <laughs> even the cars. I mean, at one point I thought I needed a ladder to get into a car. Because when the, the Uber car turned up, you know, it was like 10 feet off the ground. I mean, what is, what, what is wrong with these people? Why can't we just have things normal size? There, there, there's a thing about, it's not even a CES thing. This is a Las Vegas thing. Oh, yeah. It's an American it, thing, let's it, be honest. Well, in Las Vegas, everything needs to be a little bit uh, uh, bigger than life, so to speak. Yeah. And I, I mean that both figuratively and, and actually, you know, literally the, in Vegas. Um, th- things are just showy because they can. And uh, and CES is when they all come out. All of them come out. It's it's crazy. It is nuts. But it's fun. I mean, you know, hotels that have trains running through them. I mean, it's just ridiculous. Yeah, it's but that train to get you from amazing. wing A to wing B. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which would be a 20-minute walk otherwise. I mean, at one point I thought we were, I was getting hungry. And I, I said, and that's not unusual. I mean, I should point that out. But I decided I'll get some food. So I said to my assistant, Jane, wonderful Jane, who was there with me. And she said, uh, right, let's go to the, the restaurant. So I said, well, look, what to do is I'll meet you there. Oh, God. Um, so she got there first. But I didn't really work out how long it would take me just to walk to the actual restaurant in the hotel. I mean, it took about 25 minutes to get there just by trying that's to ridiculous. get from the room to the lift or the uh, the uh, yeah the lift um and then, and then can i now let me explain something to people who have never been to las vegas every hotel okay is 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 several acres large in terms of uh, their real estate and not only that sean but they each have their own dining areas like almost like a, a mall's dining area You're yeah. ta- i'm talking about 20 to 30 restaurants per hotel so well, every hotel least. has their own McDonald's. Everyone has their own Subway. Everybody, mm-hmm. and it does literally take you to get from your room, which might be a Tower A at the end of the hall. You got to make sure you take the right elevator because if you take the wrong one, it's not going to take you to the floor you need to. Then you'll have to travel another five minutes to go to the elevator that goes up to the floor that you need to go to. So twenty five minutes is is a realistic, you know, interpretation of how long it might take to get from your room to where where he wanted to go. That sounds amazing, though. I mean, it, that ties right up my alley because you'd never le- leave the building. It's just oh, yes. like my shed, really, but on a larger scale. It's amazing. The, basically, it's just the shed and uh, your you know local Uber Eats um, basically all come <laughs> yes, together. Combined. I mean, it was it was it was amazing, and the, the size of the place, the the. the People obviously having a great time. I mean, the, the actual events were incredible. The the exhibits were, you know, breathtaking in some cases, especially with the, I mean, a lot of the driverless car exhibits. I mean, you think when you go to an exhibit and you're actually seeing a, a, a car, you think, okay, the car's just sitting there. But even the, the design of everything, the way that they, they, they picture, there was one car in particular where you had to walk through what was really just a, all these hanging streamers. So you weren't able to see the car from outside this, but as you walked through, 
it was clear that the, the streamers were becoming more and more transparent so that you would almost be walking into the view of the car and, and the way they wanted you to see it, you know, that kind of thing. So everything was was thought through. And um, it was, it was incredible. Just the chance to, I mean, what was funny was there was a car, um, a, a kind of truck car thing, huge vehicle. And this thing had Lady A built in, right? And it was a big deal and everybody was talking about it. And um, they, they just wouldn't let anybody near this thing. And anybody put their hand on it. And, of course, me, because I'm very touchy in that regard, I want to touch something to get a sense of it, you know, I was getting sort of slapped repeatedly by this woman. I wasn't complaining about that necessarily. Um, but Salad. She, yeah, she was complaining uh, that I was touching the car. And she's like, could you not touch it? I'm like, and, and my assistant Jane, in her Glaswegian accent, it's because he's blind, um, you know, told... <laughs> The woman off for for, for this. Um, Can I just say, Jane sounds more lovely than that. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I mean, it was it was just it, it was really quite an incredible event. So I mean, you know, doing that and it's amazing when I think you know if we hadn't done that this year, I mean, imagine if we'd said let's put it off to 21. We'll we'll do that show then. Um, I'm really well, glad. It's going to be the so much easier to cover this year. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I can do it from my room. I can do it from where I'm sitting right now. Uh, so it's going to be a, it's going to be an interesting one uh, because it is all digital next time round twenty one and um, in some ways it's going to be a lot easier for us because we'll be able to get round it a lot more. I think for me it'll feel better in that regard. But there's there is nothing quite like being there physically talking to people. Made some great relationships, got some really good contacts. You know, networked with a lot of really interesting people. You know, and you meet such interesting people. And there were a lot. One of the things I really liked about it was the commitment they had at CES to accessibility. I thought that was something that was brilliant. Actually, yeah, they put a huge amount of effort into it. You could go there, and as long as you booked in advance, somebody could actually come with you. So if you were if you were blind, if you wanted to go to CES, it's obviously huge. They can assign a person who will go with you and travel around everywhere you want to go, take you to whatever exhibit you want to go to, leave you at this exhibit, come back and get you when you're ready, take you to get something to eat. You know, if you can't navigate it on your own, which, let's be honest, I mean, even someone with full sight is going to struggle with that place. So, you know, take the sight out of it, it is almost impossible. And, um, you know, I couldn't have done it without Jane. Simple as that. But, you know, if you don't have a Jane in your life, then um, you can you can hire one. So there you go. But no, really, Oof. really good. <laughs> Okay. No, not higher, Jane. No, she's not. She's not available. Um, but yeah, that that so that was my um, that was my kind of obviously my major highlight of the year in regards to that. I mean, in regards to the technology there, um, in some ways I wasn't overly shocked by anything that was there. There was a few things that kind of stood out. Um, the, the one really that kind of stood out for me, which I think Mark and I we talked about at the time. And then both of us got really depressed about because we thought that's our job's over. Was the um, <laughs> what was it? The the um, almost like the reality AI artificial intelligence. Um, the newscaster. The, the newscasters. The, yeah. yeah. Whoa, what was the company? It's neon. Where, yes, neon. The, by Sun, by Samsung. It's a Samsung project, and um, they'll they'll be at the next one as well. But interestingly, they were showing off how these artificial intelligent beings, and they're not. They were at pains to tell me these were not based on actual people, like a real person, as in a particular person. These were all generated AIs. And, you know, it could be anything. So you could go into a hotel. And they were giving an example of a hotel, right? So you go into a hotel and you walk up to the, the, the desk and the person says, okay, tell me your details and, you know, like pay for the room and all the rest of it. If you use the same hotel chain around the world, 
Wouldn't it be great if you just walked in and when you walk up to the AI, it says, hi, Stephen. Hi, Mark. How are you? Uh, okay, I've got that room you like. You, you prefer the top floor. You prefer this. You prefer that. It's all dealt with for you. It's it's just amazing, you know, that all that is um, is is capable. You know, well, I'm, look, I'm looking forward to seeing what they bring this year because one of the things, if you if you go to their website, which is neon.life, um, is they've now the early releases of apps that let you converse with Neon, um, as well as, as an iPad studio to actually create your own productions with the technology. So I'm curious to see if this has come come a little farther in terms of usability for us general public. It's amazing. It's absolutely. See, my initial reaction is, oh, well, this is just for, you know, movie studios or for TV production or things like that. But then because that that whole receptionist, oh, I don't know, it's, it's a bit of an uncanny uh, valley vibe to it. It seems a little bit scary. But then when I think about it, if I go to the doctors now, or at least when I used to, um, there's a touchscreen you know, book yourself in appointment system there anyway. I can't use it. It's not accessible. But, mm. I mean, people, this sort of technology is getting in there. And if this is just an incredibly easy user interface, basically, to the database, you know, we're using natural voice commands, yeah, why not? Sounds great. I think that was probably my biggest highlight. I mean, there were lots of highlights. Don't get me wrong. CES showed us a lot. And what CES does is it gives you a glimpse into what that year, what we're all going to be talking about. That's why it's so important for us, uh, especially us doing what we do, because we, we kind of get a sense from that year, you know, 5G is going to be a big deal. We're going to talk about driverless cars. We're going to talk about AI and all of these things. So, yeah, we, we got that that sense. Um, so, yeah, look, stick around. We're going, to, we're going to talk more about this. We're going to get your guy, I want to get you guys on to, to talk about your top tech, actual gadgets and gizmos you've been buying over the year i mean you know mark i, I can only imagine i don't know what you're talking about come on you lie i definitely what, what you spent twenty one thousand dollars on this year <laughs> it's a lease i didn't actually spend the cash <laughs> it's, not it's not real money it's not real money like a car no. some people buy cars i rent computers come on kind of like that idea um <laughs> 844-971-1999 join the conversation what was your top tech of 2020 844-971-1999 is the number uh, you can call us, you can leave a text as well on that number, and you can email us, feedback at ami.ca. If you love Double Tap Canada, why not check out Double Tap TV with Stephen Scott and Marka Flalo every Tuesday at 8.30 p.m. Eastern on AMI-tv. The latest tech news, hands-on reviews, exclusive interviews, accessible to all. Find out more at ami.ca slash Double Tap. This is Double Tap Canada. We'll be back in a moment. Double Tappers, want to get involved? Call the show now at 1-844-971-1999 or email feedback at ami.ca and have your say. So this week we're talking about uh, the gadgets of 2020 and basically we've just been going through our Amazon buy lists and seeing what we got this year. Uh, pretty extensive list if I've got to say uh, and a lot of nonsense. I mean, my I think my favourite thing of this year buying was not tech, it was my squeezy penguin. Aww, oh, please. I love my squeezy penguin. Uh, right. Uh, now, look, I've been expecting a delivery all day. I'm hoping it's a new iPhone. And th- my door has just gone. So Mark is going to take over the show right now. 
Oh right. no! This is what this is. I love the warning. He told me this might happen, Sean. He told me <laughs> yes. this might happen, and he's like, "Oh, the doorbell!" You know, my doorbell has rung twice since we've been on the air, and I, I've looked on my camera and I saw, okay, nothing important. I don't need yes. to get up off my little comfy, cozy chair here in my warmth and open the door. I, this is this is what we deal with. I wish we yep. could turn the mic up loud and just try to hear what's going on <laughs> in Stephen's house. Can we do that? I'm gonna try, can we hear? Uh, I hear nothing. No, he's muted, obviously. he's. You know what? He doesn't even have a package. He just has to go get a coffee or go to the bathroom <laughs> or something. And instead of doing it during a break, he just says, you know what? These guys can take care of themselves. What do we care? Hopefully he's this just... takes him long enough that we can finish the show and not even bring him back. <laughs> He'll grab an empty box on his way back with his coffee and say, oh, no, it was something He'll else. Shake He'll shake it. Go, oh, yeah, yeah, it's something in here. It's really good. It better be that that big iPhone 12 Max Pro AirPod. Oh, God. <laughs> To be fair, he's so excitable, you know, it is, uh, he can't wait, he can't wait to get his hands on this. This is why we need a couple couple weeks off, just to wind down, make sure that we can, you know, get off the buzz, and for the first, what, for the first three months of the year, there's really not that much new toys that we can really buy yet. Right? No. <sighs> oh, oh we, the heavy breathing of Stephen Scott has returned, hopefully <sighs> with an Apple product, and Stephen? Okay, so here comes the game, what's in the bag? A bag? A bag. A bag. Well, I'll tell you this, it's not AirPods Max. Uh, (laughs) He got got a sausage delivered, guys. This is what's happened. He's left the show to open the door, and he's got a sausage. I wish it was a sausage. I actually could go with that. Um, But no, uh, it's not. I think this will be an iPhone 12 Pro Max, guys. In the bag. In a bag? In a bag. Where did you get it from? The boot of a trunk. <laughs> <laughs> I just bought it for 50 pence. It's an um, iPhone 4, but they stamped yes. the 12 on the back just to make you Scratched think. Scratched <laughs> Yes, it is the iPhone uh, 12 Pro Max. Oh, this thing is huge. It, it's pretty big. Oh. It's heavy, too. The box is crazy. Yeah, this is crazy. Oh, this is going back. This is awful. Um, okay, well, we'll get to that a bit later. Um, after all like that? a case for it. Yeah, after, after all, all that, that, that's it. I'm not even opening the box. I'm sending it straight back. Terrible. Can I tell you about an accessory that was sent to me? So so Belkin, I love Belkin. They're a great company. Um, they, they built this this magnetic mount for cars. So ah, right yes. Here. It's a car mount. It's called the, uh, it's called the Belkin Car Vent Mount Pro with MagSafe. And what should have tipped me off was the price point. I think it was $29. And um, it's really nice. I mean, you open it up, and it has it has the uh, the little mounts to plug onto your vents. And it magnetically holds the iPhone in, in, in any orientation. But it's not actually a charger. It just literally just holds the phone there. You still need to have a cable plugged into the bottom. Oh. You can't even plug it into, like, the actual mount so that it, it charges wirelessly when it's connected. Well, Hang on, what's the difference? The, the cable's got to go to the mount or the phone. But the uh, idea is is that you just pop it on and it's charging. You don't have to worry about plugging it in every single time, right? It's supposed to be you want to go hands-free, right? Oh, I see. And you can't yeah. really you're, do that you're driving a car, so I assume you don't intend to drive off the road and end up upside down. That, well, that's the point. And, I mean, it's, yeah. it's great. It holds, it holds the phone lovely in many orientations. It's, it's wonderful that way. And it even has a little channel where you're supposed to wrap the cable to keep it nice and handy. Oh, but the nice. fact that you have to plug it in every time is kind of, I'm like, oh, I wish they would have just gone that extra mile and Hang just on. made it wirelessly charged. Yeah, you mentioned it says MagSafe. So is that, does it hold on using the iPhone 12's rear magnets? Yes, yeah. Yes. It's phenomenal. 
I think I think what happens the the rear magnets on the device is it's a combination of the device that you're going to put on and the magnets in the phone itself. Together, they make it so strong that you can leak. I mean, I could shake this pretty hard, and it's not going to. Oh, never mind. It, it came off. off. <laughs> oh, great. Never do live demos, Mark. But that's uh, why I heard that the magnets actually weren't that strong, and that may be they're, an issue. They're strong, John. They, you feel them. You're like, oh, okay, this is this is good. Um, you don't I worry mean, about it falling off. I wouldn't. You know, I wouldn't take this on a roller coaster. I mean, yeah, yeah. You're not going to put it on the on the vent mount of a roller coaster, but you know, your car probably fine. Well, do you know how Mark drives? Could be terrible. Could I do know how Mark drives. He yes. does know how I drive, especially on the wrong side of the road. And it's it was not good. Hilarious. It's not good. <laughs> I was laughing while screaming. It well, was Stephen great. was my navigator. Yeah, I was. I was the one giving oh, directions. Well. So, <laughs> so here's the story, right? So, I, so Mark comes to Scotland, and this really should have filmed this. Really, it was hilarious. Uh, and Mark is literally off the plane. He's never been here in his life. He gets to Scotland, and I decide. Well, one of the things we had to do was we had to go and get our pictures taken. And I had managed to pick the most remote place where the guy, this guy lived who was doing the, the pictures. So we had to go through these windy little roads. And, you know, he's driving a car and he kept seeing things like, oh, I keep forgetting which side of the road to drive on. And I'm thinking, please don't do that. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, a few times. I think the car, it, it, it survived okay. I mean, the, there car, was a few was, the car was good. Scrapes, I mean, but, no yeah, scrapes. I mean, I, I enjoyed the curb. Yeah, the, <laughs> the curb so was my friend. <laughs> Yeah, my bottom was uh, rather sore at the end of that trip. Um, anyway, yeah, I hope no one's tuned in just at that point. Yeah, uh, seriously, that be that's just inappropriate. Uh, yeah. I'm muting. Yeah. <laughs> Salad. Um, but yeah, so uh, I'm just thinking over the course of this program, I've got <laughs> answering the door to various parcels. So I've got the iPhone 12 oh. Pro Max, uh, which, by the way, is in a beautiful graphite. I didn't go for blue because I'm, you know, mm. not... Uh, not silly, yeah. uh, but I did get the graphite one, two hundred fifty-six gig. I got a red case because I like to show off, and uh, the MagSafe Duo charger. So we'll see how it all pans out. Look forward Sounds to a review nice. coming soon. So what's mm-hmm. your what's your what's your favorite device of the year? Of the year, right? Okay, so you were you were kind of heading towards accessible specialist tech. So yeah. my question to you, Mark, is: Have you got an idea what it is? Have you, have you figured it out? No, I have no idea. Maybe a oh. Bluetooth Braille keyboard. Ah, uh, yes, there it goes. Yeah, you're right. It oh, is, really? It is, wow. Yeah. From Humanware this year, they brought out the Mantis Q40, um, which I got a chance to play with. Humanware sent me one out for a couple of weeks to play with. I haven't bought one yet, uh, primarily because of the price tag on it. It is ridiculously expensive, uh, which is not a huge surprise. But considering what it is, I mean, it's a QWERTY keyboard with a 40-cell Braille display. Um, it is pretty expensive. But I will say that I think it is probably my favourite piece of tech of the year. It is the one that's got me most excited, and it is something I'll probably get myself next year. Uh, because, you know, I'm starting in January. Well, I'm trying to force Sean to do it as well. Um, it's not working as well. My my force isn't as good as the I'm magnets on Mark's phone, um, sadly. So, you know, I'm not. it's not going as well as I hoped. But, yes, I'm hoping he'll uh, join me on this and we'll, we'll get back into Braille learning. Uh, next year, you and, know what's interesting? I, my I did prize update, will be one of these. I did the most recent iOS update, and it updated my um, my phone and my watch. And I noticed on my watch, they have like this welcome screen normally after it restarts and says, um, "Thank you for your update." You know, check out these new features. And one of the features the watch told me about was compatibility with Braille displays. Yeah, that's right. You can connect your Braille display to your watch. That's How insane. Cool that's that? great. Yeah, and it is. And you know, if you're um, if you want to 
to send text messages on it. You can do that. You use your Braille display. You don't have to connect your Braille display to your, your phone. I mean, it's it's nice in some ways, but I think if you're using your phone all the time, it'd be fine. I think for me, what I love about the Mantis is it's a QWERTY keyboard rather than a Braille input keyboard. Now, that some people can argue that, and I know over the year we've had this conversation and we've, we've had this issue around, well, which, which is better? For me... The issue I have using a Braille keyboard as a you know, Perkins-style keyboard rather than a QWERTY keyboard with a computer is it, there's a whole other layer of learning that goes with it that you have to work out how to do the Windows key, how to do insert key, how to do you know shift and control and all the other combinations you'd have yeah. to learn. Yeah. You'd need to learn all those extra commands. It's, it's, it, basically, my brain isn't big enough for all this stuff. It's barely big enough to handle what it has to handle doing this. So... When I, you know, want to sit down and type, I, I probably would rather use the QWERTY keyboard, but get the Braille back uh, from the computer rather than the endless ba 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 from Jaws all the time, mm. uh, or voiceover. You know, so it'd be kind of nice just to be able to sit there and work away and not have, you know, I do a lot of meetings. I sit in a lot of meetings, Teams meetings and, and chats, and people just boring me half to death talking about stuff, and I have to sorry. listen to this. Yeah, sorry, <laughs> thanks, Sean, um, and. Um, you know, for that reason, I want to be able to listen to that, but I want to get other work done at the same time, you know, so be able to run through, get my emails done. And also it's a standalone note taker, which I love. So, you know, you're working away and then someone says to you when we get back to the office, hey, let's, you know, break out into this room and have a chat. You can just grab the thing and take it with you. Um, I'm really, I was really impressed by it. And I think it's a really smart piece of kit. It's built primarily for the education market in America, which I totally understand, and Canada. Uh, but it's something which I think a lot of adults will will use, and I hope they develop it, and I hope they try and sex it up a little bit, because I'm sorry, blind tech is not particularly sexy. And it's time they did. No, it's time they did. You know, bring out some colourful versions, you know, nice cases for it, you know, give us an opportunity. I like, You know, everybody loves an accessory, right? So let's get some accessories going. Um, I think that's what we've got to get changed in, in 2021 uh, because, uh, you know, that's one thing that really irritates me about all this stuff. It's quite, I mean, Sean and I were at an event last year. Yeah, well, it been uh, 2019. It has yeah. to be, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, you know, we, we were standing talking to a guy who was trying to sell us a Braille display at like four grand. <laughs> but he was standing at a table with like a cloth over it in some, you know, CD hotel room. And it was just like, this is this is not right. I mean, you know, if I if I buy a car, I, every couple of years I've got to go and buy a car for my mother that cost me six hundred dollars to buy through this government scheme we have in the UK. And scheme. It's brilliant. Get the scheme. To show. <laughs> and, well, you know, you go there and, and you buy the car, and I'm spending six hundred dollars, oh, not yeah. five thousand dollars, and they're bringing out the champagne. Uh, you know, and it's just, and this guy standing here with, you know, like, oh, and, and oh, we'll deliver it to you in, you know, seven months when we get round to it, you know? <laughs> just really interested, yeah. No. Uh, listen, that is it for us for this week. Uh, you guys are back next week. I think I'm taking next week off if I've marked <gasps> this wrong. What? So, yeah, I think Shall so. Did he tell you that? Nope. Oh. Why would I tell you? <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know if, we're, if it's even that week, but I think it is. Either way, I'll catch you in a couple of weeks' time, and uh, you guys uh, have a nice and safe week. And uh, just a reminder to give us a call if you want. 844-971-1999 is our number if you want to call us. Toll free, leave your message, and we'll get to it next week. And, of course, you can drop a text to that number as well. One more time, 844-971-1999. You can email feedback at ami.ca, and we'll catch you for another double tap. Canada soon. Thanks, Mark. Thanks, Sean. Cheers, guys. Thank you.
Thanks for listening and keep your feedback coming. Call 1-844-971-1999 and leave us a voicemail. Email feedback at ami.ca. We're also on Twitter at Double Tap Canada and on Facebook. Can't wait till next week? Ask your smart speaker to play Double Tap Canada or listen on the podcast app of your choice. Thanks for listening. Catch you again next time. Hey, Double Tappers, want to get involved? Call the show now at 1-844-971-1999 or email feedback at ami.ca and have your say. Hey, says Double Tap Canada. Hey, Mark, I'm glad you're going to talk because I just had to run downstairs during the break there to pick up another gadget. What, another one? It showed up at your door, didn't it? You know, it's funny you say that because as, as that happened, my phone rang and I'm betting... It's FedEx saying, hi, we have a package incoming, and um, and we need you to clear customs or something about it. How many how many Amazon packages do you think you've received over the oh. this, this past you know, year? Well, it's funny you say that, because I was thinking about this, right? I'd love it, and they wouldn't do it, but I'd love it if Amazon could tell you how much money you've spent over a year. Well, so here's the interesting thing. So Amazon US... Every site's a little bit different. You can actually pull a report of all your purchases over a period of time. Um, Canada doesn't let you do that. And and the reason I know this is because I need to give all these receipts to my accountant with embarrassment. And and I have to go manually one by one and print, one by one and print. But in the U.S., you might be able to do this in the U.K. But I'll try it now while we're on the show here and see if I can pull up a report because... I'm I'm more curious the number of packages, individual packages, because um, there have been a lot, and then I I tip my wife on to how to do things herself, and uh, it's gotten pretty bad. Well, it's funny you say that. It was exactly the same. I think it was just at the beginning of the year, and it was actually we talk about CES. I was going away. The hardest conversation I had to have this year was with my wife. Uh, just before Christmas, actually, I had to have the conversation with her to say, so um, the thing is, I- I'm going to Las Vegas at the beginning of January, um, and-, and and you're not coming. That was a difficult <laughs> conversation to have. Um, so, yeah. you know, there were, there were lots of um, trade-offs for that, <laughs> shall we say. Stephen, um, I'm going to let you in on a little secret, okay? <laughs> I've been I've been traveling a lot um, over over my life, and uh, since I, you know, became a contractor and I work for many different companies and do different things, I've been traveling to my fair share of events. And uh, this is basically you have to allocate, depending how you get paid. I normally get paid a day rate. I normally allocate at least one to two days of my day rate towards something for my wife when I get mm. back. Yes. That's, He's a professional. That's what I'm learning. Yes, <laughs> I'm learning this. Well, actually, interestingly though, what one thing as a result of that was, she said, "Well, look, I want to buy things when you're away." So, you know, she was always sending me the link, and then I would buy it and all the rest, and she would just pay me the money on transfer, right? But I said, "I said I don't want to do that. I want I want to do this myself." So she is now doing this, and it, you know, just in the last two days, I think we've got about twenty boxes for her alone, and I won't even count how many lying over there. So, you know, I can't imagine. It must be, it wouldn't surprise me if we were in the the top hundreds of boxes 
from Amazon that arrived this year. It is ridiculous. I hope you recycle all the packaging, of course, right? You know, you I do. Well, I do. Yes, I do. Okay. Um, give back to the environment. Do you want to know what arrived in my parcel? Um, was it is the AirPods Max? It's not the AirPods Max. Oh, what arrived? I'm curious now, then. Um, I got the uh, MagSafe Duo charger for the uh, iPhone. Okay, yeah. And a case for the iPhone 12 Pro Max. Now, you, you, you were going to keep the Mini, but you didn't keep the Mini, did you? <laughs> Sorry, I nearly broke my MX Keys keyboard there, and I got all upset. <gasps> um, I, I did, I'm, getting, I'm getting rid of the Mini, and I'm replacing it with this, I think. <laughs> I love that I think. Yeah, we're not quite sure. You loved the mini. The, the whole mini size of it was, you loved it. What I do. went wrong? Well, I'll be honest. I love the camera inside the 12 Pro. And look, Mark and I do this little TV show you might have heard of. Um, and, you know, with that, I, I think having the best camera is not a bad deal. And it's, it is the most accessible camera that there is. So, you know, coupling in the accessibility with the best camera it's not a bad deal, actually, when you think about it. So yeah, I think I probably want the, the Pro Max for the camera. Um, but yeah, I do love the size. I mean, the thing is, I, I'm I'm coming to the realisation we're probably not going to be out of this situation anytime soon. But I'll still be working from home in the next six months. So yeah. for, for that reason, I'm not too worried about the size of the phone as perhaps I would have been if I was travelling every day with it. Is there any draw to the the lidar sensor? Is that any not yet? Well, into it not so? yet. I mean, there's the people feature, but I mean, you're not traveling, yeah. you're not getting anywhere, right? Um, uh, I don't think so yet. I mean, if I look through the app store and I type lidar, do, do I ever see anything that takes advantage of it yet? Probably not. A couple test apps, I think maybe. It's not a big feature at the moment. It will be. It's going to be big, I think, but it's going to take time to to you know. I think when it spreads to other models other than the, you know, top, top, I mm. think then we'll see much more use of it. Okay, so Sean, top tech of the year. What have you bought? What have you got? What have you been trying? What have you wanted? What's what's this sort of top thing this year that stood out for you? Well, I want a iPhone 12 mini, but um, if only I knew someone knew. No, uh, you know what? Sorry, the line Actually, went dead there. Sorry. What was uh, yeah, I thought it had. <laughs> sort of going back to uh, the start of uh, the show, actually, I think uh, the things that's really stood out to me, and there is quite a few, but it's the whole, mm, I'm almost loathe to say it, but it's almost one of the unforeseen um, benefits of this whole epidemic we've been going through, and that is the you know Zoom video conferencing, the conferences and exhibitions that have gone online. Um, I think companies and society as a whole are now realizing you know what this working from home thing it's been with us for decades and been talked about but it is something that is a reality and something that can work and from our point of view you know from uh, people that maybe have problems traveling with mobility or whatever it is I mean, it's been a bit of a boon, I'll be honest. I think Zoom in itself has, has shown, yes, there's been a few you know, privacy, security problems along the way, and we've seen the pitfalls, but I think the whole working from home situation and the technology behind that, Stephen, your portal, you know, which has been the accessibility in there, the Facebook oh, portal yeah, the Facebook has been portal, great. Yeah, yeah um, you know, so I think that entire video conferencing uh, for 2020 has really been shown, you know what, it's not just for calling your grandmother on. There is some serious uses. And when it comes to... Who wants to call their grandmother? But when it comes to Always call work, your grandmother. You'll regret it one day. 
<laughs> when it comes to work, I think it's shown that, hey, working from home isn't just this fancy hippie concept. It is something that actually can work. And uh, yeah, I'm really excited by that. I'm so sick of people. I'm so sick of people who say, oh, "Oh, working from home, it's, you know, it's just a, it's just a a charter to sit in bed all day or, you know, watch TV. And it's like, I've worked harder at home than I've ever worked in my life in an office. I think this is one of the, one of the, uh, you know, unintentional side effects of this pandemic. And is that, you know, I've spent my life trying to justify why people should pay me to work when I'm not physically in their offices. You know, because yes. I've always worked for companies that have been not in Montreal. And people have said, why don't you move? Why don't you? We'll, we'll pay you to move. And I'm like, you know what? I like it here. My family's here. I don't want to. And I've had to work hard. My family's here. Yeah. That's a I've good had, reason to hang about. Uh, well, yeah. No, I've had to work hard to justify it because people, there's a headcount thing. And there's a there's a, an old school mentality that you need to be able to see people to make sure they're productive. And I think I've done a good job. And it's funny to see how how that's turned around so quickly for people to realize, wait a second, we can still be productive, we can still maintain our operations, we can still have incredible numbers and revenue, et cetera, et cetera. But I think the other unintentional the other unintentional thing is that it is bringing um, us closer to things that we didn't necessarily have access to before. And when I talk about CES and all these conferences, I mean, how many of these conferences can you now just attend to virtually that you were never able to get out and go see? Exactly. That you can literally... Sit and have your lunch while watching, you know, Bill Gates speak, or, or watching some really big names or really influential people um, do things that you didn't have access to before, whether it be free or not free. Because a lot of them have been free this year because people have been trying to get people into it. The downside, though, especially on on our side of things, is that you know, Stephen and I were working on this 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 plan of of helping people bring some of their coverage online. And people have, have really managed to figure it out themselves. Yeah, <laughs> killed so, my business idea. Yeah, yeah, don't no don't need help from us anymore. Now we can just uh, uh, you know show up and broadcast. I guess. But I mean, you know, there's a couple of great examples of that this year. Uh, the National Federation of the Blind in the states ran their um, their virtual conference. They have a, a convention every single year. They often tend to meet in places like Orlando. I went to the one in Orlando. Yes, I know it's a hard life I lead. Sitting around a pool till four in the morning. Oh, what a hard life. Makes um, me sick. I know, but it was and it was great. And again, you know, going there and meeting people, you, you'll talk to people in a way that you would never speak to them on Zoom, and it's, it's not the same. But ten thousand people attended that event over the course of the week, and you know, they said, "Look, there's no way we could have got ten thousand people here." You know, more people were able to join people who would never have joined, never been able to go physically, able to get there. Um, you know, afford to go there, all those things. So, you know, it really has changed the way we we do things. And I think for for me, one of the things I was really pleased about, the organization I I do work for in the UK, uh, you know, they're talking now about blended working, which I think is this new, it's basically a fancy way of saying you can work from home, but, you know, you've got the office there as well. You know, and, and I think that's a good way of doing things, balance it. Because truthfully, this year I've, re- I've really realized that, there is no real need for, for me personally. There's no need for me to be in any building outside of the house, and there's no there's no value in it. Nope. You know, in, in a live radio environment, as I work in live radio in, in the UK, you know, there's there's a need to some degree to be there because you have to be in the, the physical studio. That's the way that they're, the building is wired. You've got to be in the building to do it. But you know, I've been doing my my daytime show on radio in the UK now for well eight months. And I haven't needed to go into the building once. 
what does that tell you? You know, so yeah. you know, and, and I like it. I think it's great, and I think it just it's going to op- open up more opportunities. I think for the blind community, for the disabled community more widely, I think this is a real positive because it allows us to be part of something. That the idea that you know, Sean, for example, you're in Manchester and I'm in Glasgow, it makes no difference to our, our operations and the way Absolutely. we do things. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, we can both be hermits, and everything's fine. Yes, that's right. But see, it's the technology behind that, isn't it? It's the fact yeah. that we do now have like re- reliable uh, internet connections. It's things like Zoom and Skype to some degree, but all those conferencing, yeah, all those technologies, days, Teams, yeah. But I mean, it just the the price. You know, so many people now have either even just a tablet or a smartphone at home can allow you to do so much you know it's it's uh yeah i think it really does open up for me you know as a disabled person i think it's um yeah it's exciting it does i think it will open up employment to people and that's massive you know that that being said guys i think that the biggest the biggest product of this entire year is probably the webcam yes well <laughs> try buying one <laughs> yeah i've got one by the way i'm selling it for a thousand dollars if you want to buy it uh <laughs> I mean, and that's the, someone will pay it because that's. I mean, yeah. I remember at the beginning, it was uh, it was webcams, it was monitors, it was mice, keyboards, toilet paper. <laughs> <Yeah>, toilet paper. <laughs> <laughs> that's all anyone was buying. That's all I'll have that- five webcams and ten. <laughs> Boxes of toilet paper. You watch the news or something, and they've all got all the guests are obviously remote, and you think, "Wow, how bad is that microphone or webcam or something?" <laughs> you need a new webcam. So I think people are realizing, "Yeah, I need to uh, get slightly better equipment." Well, it's funny what? you say that. The opposite's happening now. So I'm watching some TV shows, and I'm thinking, "How are they achieving that video quality? How what what lighting are they using there? What are they doing?" I want everybody. <laughs> Who does a video on TV to put a little? You should put a little box in the corner with a list of all the all equipment the gear, they're all using. The yeah, <laughs> Amazon links. <laughs> Amazon links. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's just been a weird year, hasn't it, for for all of this stuff? But in some ways, you know, everything's continued to some degree. I mean, Apple just decided to have an event every month, near enough, uh, instead of doing <laughs> yes. it all at once. Uh, which you know, it was obviously driven by the pandemic. They couldn't possibly uh, try and get everything out at once uh they achieved a lot you know considering it and a lot of new products have come out which is you know again this year we saw more iphones we saw the new ipad air uh we saw eventually finally the new macs appear with the m1 chip i'm kind of amazed they got that out this year to be honest uh so yeah that's come along and and that has completely that's probably my favorite apple product of the year is the uh, it's not my it's not my product of the year. I'm saving that till later. It's oh, not my product nearly. of the year, but it's it is certainly my favourite Apple product of the year. Uh, was the M1 chip? It's just blowing me away how powerful that is. Although interestingly, I, I don't know if we should say this, Mark, because of course when we we put this show goes out, I'm not sure if the episode will have aired or not. But you, you did put it to the test. Aside your um, ridiculously expensive Mac Pro. I did one test. The, I mean, the first the first test I did um, was the M1 Mac Mini with uh, Adobe Premiere, which is not yet optimized for that that chip. So that's the only only caveat that I put there against the Mac Pro, and mm. the Mac Pro definitely um, definitely came out on top there. Thankfully, my fingers were crossed. I'm not gonna lie, I was <laughs> I was kind of worried 
By um, what margin? That's um, the important. Oh, pretty thing. double. I mean, it was it was oh, pretty right. impressive. Okay. It, it, it definitely. Whew, but definitely, Final Cut Pro is now optimized for M1. So well, so that's that's my test. next step here. I think, and we're gonna yeah. we're gonna repeat that test um, with Final Cut Pro and a similar session that has you know a bunch of plugins and stuff going. And I'm gonna put them side by side, and I'm gonna do that. That's gonna be my uh, my little pet project for the holiday season. That's cool. Okay, so uh, other than the webcam, Mark, <laughs> what was your favorite tech of the year? What was the one that stood out for you? Oh, my God. Uh, this is uh, a lot of pressure. Down, I'm trying to, I mean, uh, I'm a camera guy these days. Like, I've become a really mm. big camera guy. So I think the, um, funny enough, it's the Sony ZV-1, which is this point-and-shoot little camera with a built-in lens, flip-out screen, microphone input, compact, throw-in-your-pocket, but 4K, beautiful buttery video recording it can be used for everything buttery. everything um great zoom i think it's got to be um, on the top of my list because it i mean under a thousand dollars a great little piece of kit to have so that, i was going to get one of these for my for my work and yeah i got the impression from you it wasn't that great you said that no you know what it's it pretty good and kept the, setting itself on fire and, and to go with it i'm gonna have to go with the loom <laughs> cube the loom oh, cube yes, panel yeah. loom, panel loom go cube, and panel mini it's these tiny credit card sized lights that when you want to talk about making your Zoom calls uh, you know, look better, forget you know the camera, you, just get the lights. Do you know what this year has been? It's basically been a year of Mark sending me links saying you should buy this and me sending him links saying you should buy this. No, 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 <laughs> no, 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 it's actually not, we never imply that we should buy things. We send links saying, this is interesting. And I'd be like, I hate you. And then I go buy it. And then I'll send him a link saying, this looks really cool for this. And then and I'll be it. like, ooh, I'll buy that. How many, how many, uh, you know, uh, audio mixers, if you call them desks, have you bought in the past nine months? Only two. Okay. You only bought only two. How many did you have before that? Uh, one. And how many so, have you so swapped I'm... in or out? So I've, I've now got three, um, and yeah, I haven't. Well, it's been audio interfaces as well. So I've been buying those like crazy. The Focus Rights were on a sale. The Scarlet Solo. Yeah, those are, are those are good. Yeah, those, those are, are really good. good. Um, I mean, I don't really have a need for all this stuff these days because everything's distilled into one thing, which is my Rodecaster Pro, which I keep going back to. It is pretty inaccessible, but you know, you can get help to to operate it. It is a brilliant desk. I love it. It's a bit weird in some ways. I know it doesn't stand up to the, the kind of typical broadcast standards that you're used to, Mark, because it's got it's not got a lot of the inputs and outputs you might want. I mean, for example, I'm connected. So you guys are connected on, on my uh, laptop, my uh, PC laptop, via a, t and there's a TRRS or TRSS. I always get this wrong. Uh, TRSS is the one that you use on cell phones, and that's, uh, that's probably the one, the one so, you use, yeah. Yeah, so that's connected to the headphone port, which has like the two-way traffic. It can do headphone and mic. And that's plugged into the same port, the 3.5mm uh, jack on the back of the Rodecaster Pro, which is a weird connector for a mixer. You know, I'm just not used to that. Because because that, don't forget, the, Ro the, the Rodecaster Pro was meant for podcasters, right? Yeah, It was to right. be this all-in-one solution where people can go drop this down, plug in four mics, plug in a phone, make, make in, do interviews, and just record. That's it. When you come from a broadcasting background, you have you tend to look for more complicated ways to do things or more flexible ways to do things. Mm. Well, that's that's the thing. I mean, the, the kit that I'm using in studios is very different. You know, it's a huge desk, some cases digital, especially these days. And you've got, you know, umpteen inputs and outputs. You can change things all over the place. 
But truthfully, I want something. I want a simple life, right? I want an easy life, and this does provide it. I love the fact it's got the big record button. I mean, I think about you, Sean. You know, when you're recording, it's oh, hang on, I need to stop, and I need to open up a new window, and fingers crossed, my window doesn't crash. Yes, uh, you know, it probably will. <laughs> you know, whereas this thing, I just hit the button record. It records all the channels independently. So you know, when Mark puts the show together at the end of it, he just takes my mic track and he puts it with his mic track and your mic track, and we have a show. Um, I mean, it's amazing. I love that. It's such a simple piece of kit. It's got the audio pads on there, so I can play audio in if I want. Uh, it obviously is built for on the road and also for um, in-person podcasting. So if there's four people around a table, uh, you know, it's built for that as well. But, you know, truthfully, you know, as a, as a solo guy with Zoom or Teams or however you want to connect, plug that in. You've got a Bluetooth connection as well if you want to bring in callers via a mobile phone. It's a really nice piece of kit, and um, I got it the year before last, and I I love it for this kind of thing. So you know, I, I go to the other desks, and I love analog as well because there's something about analog. I mean, Sean and I are a bit like this, aren't we? We're kind of it's the tactile yeah. nature of it. You know where a cable's plugged in there, which yes. means that's the right place, and you know you know where things are. Whereas with this, it's all magic, and <laughs> it's like you know fairy dust and who knows what uh, but it just it just works and of course it's software driven which means that as has happened with it you know road will issue a firmware update and it kills all your settings you've spent ages working on so you know there are issues uh, with these things but i think for somebody who's getting into podcasting this year who's somebody who wants to do some stuff at home you know even a solo podcaster i think this is something really to consider um and, and it, you know road does have that quality attachment to its name i yeah. think yeah. So yeah, there I is like there is a slight red flag. You know, I don't want to bring you down though is oh. the accessibility. Uh. I mean, you, you do need to rely on a pair of eyes, be that Ira or be my eyes or something at some to point to set it up, to get yes. it set up. Once you're set up, I don't I really touch the settings to be honest. Um the, the only part of it that I have issues with if I'm on a daily basis would be if I wanted to change audio on the pads you need to launch a, an application on the Windows side or the PC side that is connected to you do have to have somebody drag the file onto the pad because that part's not accessible so that's a, that's not great um uh but you know again Ira team viewer your issues are solved um but you know other than that all I do is I just sit down I hit the record button and away we go and then when yeah. we're finished, I hit stop, and and I don't, you know, I just transfer the files across. So you know, it's really, I like it. I think it's a great desk. Um, so yeah, but I mean, I have, I've, I mean, yeah. Getting back to the point about buying everything in sight. I mean, my, I guess my other thing on my desk at the moment, I think about that I love this year. Aside that Loma Cube little light that you talk about, Mark, that was a great, a great idea. Um, my my live on AMI segments have never looked as good. Um, <laughs> And also, but I have got to, got to give a notable mention to the MX Keys for Mac from Logitech. I love this keyboard. It's my favorite keyboard ever. I love its weight and its heft. I love heft in a product. You nearly broke it just then by dropping an iPhone 12 case on it. How hefty yeah, can it that. be? Yeah. No, I've apologized to it. It's fine. <laughs> it's all good. And, and Mark's bought one as well. So, you know, sorry, Mark. <sighs> Call me out. <laughs> Call me out. Why don't you? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's, it's okay. I, I forgive you this time. Just this time around, though. What else have we been buying? I mean, I, I was actually thinking of going through my Amazon list, but I, I would just depress myself if I did it. Wow. Through the yeah. Who's got list. that time? Yeah. yeah we don't need have hours. the time. Yeah, I know. It's only I've an hour say, show. It's, it's not new tech at all. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to say there's a couple of things I've been impressed with that I've 
I haven't had it in years, and I, I got yeah, in 2020, and that was uh, an ex- no, VHS. An ex- <laughs> no, that would be Stephen with his vinyl. Let's not go down that line. Look, an accessible oh, TV. I haven't had one oh, for yeah, so yeah. long, and um, I just sort of I, I'd never bothered with TV because it wasn't accessible. Didn't care about it. But I recently got a, a Samsung Series Eight television, uh, which is accessible. Has the, the voice guide screen reader built in and the smart remote and i'll be honest with you it's, it's just drawn me back into watching things again other than just putting it on my iphone and sticking it on the side and listening to netflix or whatever it's it's got me back in and more than that it's got the family back in because it was a case of everyone was watching things either on their computers or tablets um but now that everyone can use the tv and it's it's that accessibility makes a huge difference. Even if it is just accessing the menus and being able to select a source, you know, when I want to watch the Apple TV, for example, I just pick up the Apple TV remote and, and press any button and it automatically flicks to the uh, correct source, Apple TV, and we're off. It, it makes a massive difference just having that accessibility. And I, yeah. I honestly didn't think it would, but it, but it does. They're, they're so impressive. Almost in tears listening to you. It's, it's very emotional. <laughs> My life's worth living again. And with that, <laughs> the second thing is a laptop. I've I've got a laptop, a Lenovo laptop, and who knew they're so good now? I haven't had a laptop in oh so long. Can, can I just can I just say <laughs> wow. the reason he the reason he's saying this? Uh, are you aware of this concept in Canada, Mark, of car boot sales? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yes. We 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 get things. We, we call things falling off the truck, you know. Or oh no 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 no. I don't mean that. No goodness, no. Um, I think they call them garage sales. Garage sales, or um, what is it? They put things out the front of their house. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's a garage sale. But I think what you're what yeah. you're referring to is more people selling things out of the trunk of their car. Well, that that's not necessarily that, falling off the trunk, which means that you get it for free. But yeah, you know, yeah. selling you it out of the trunk is stuff, like, oh, yeah. it may have fallen off a truck, but now somebody's selling it in the trunk of their car at a parking lot at Walmart. <laughs> we're we're so underdeveloped in this country that we can't even afford to put stuff on our front lawns. We just we just literally open the back of the car and say, "Have what you like," and it's you fifty pence for everything. Um, and um, yeah, and, and that's where Sean got all of his laptops. Uh, yes, previously, isn't it? No, it's true, it, isn't it's, it? Yeah. Yes, I'm not. I'm not denying it. I used to get, you know, even if it was new, it would be a cheap uh, three hundred pound. Even if it was uh, new, it was new in two thousand two. I usually yeah. got the kids' leftovers, whatever was there. And but look, I've got a, a fairly uh, up to date. Uh, Lenovo laptop with Windows Hello with a fingerprint sensor oh, and it's wow. it's got Windows nice. 10 on it wow it's <laughs> got a spit sensor on it too it's, he, has, he actually has to blow into a straw just to make sure that he can use it it's amazing that's all I'm saying amazing wind it up just to make sure it gets going <sighs> sorry the future is laptop um, 844-971-1999 give us your thoughts on Double Tap Canada this week and of course you can text that number email feedback at ami.ca stick around I'll be telling you what my favourite piece of tech for 2020 was and it's not an Apple product guys if you love Double Tap Canada why not check out Double Tap TV with Stephen Scott and Marka Flalo. Every Tuesday at 8.30 p.m. Eastern on AMI-tv. The latest tech news, hands-on reviews, exclusive interviews, accessible to all. Find out more at ami.ca slash double tap. This is Double Tap Canada. We'll be back in a moment.
This was an AMI podcast. For more accessible media, visit AMI.ca. Hi, I'm Red Sale, inviting you to download the latest episode of My Life in Books, where internationally acclaimed authors discuss their lives, their work, and three books that have resonated with them. That's My Life in Books, available wherever you get your AMI podcasts.